Peace and blessings, and welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. This is brought to you by Heritage Hip Hop. We are more than music. We introduce you to your future favorite artists today while celebrating those who have made this hip hop culture for us to enjoy and take part of. On today's episode, we interview an international artist, someone who's made noise for years. That's right, we're talking about Uncle Rhymes from Zimbabwe to England. He has made songs with some of your favorite artists and make sure he leaves his stamp on the track so you don't forget him. With a new single out right now, Rhyme Apostles, not only does he rhyme with some of hip hop's best, but he makes sure they understand and we understand his love for the culture and what he wants to provide for it as well. Before we go to this interview, make sure you subscribe to HeritageHipHop.com and follow Heritage Hip Hop on all social media platforms. And if you would like to see the visual of this, Subscribe to Heritage Hip Hop on YouTube. And without further ado, we give you Rhyme Assassin. And I'll be back with the rest of my commentary after the interview is finished. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast, where we introduce you to your future favorite artists today while highlighting the people who have made this culture great. Before we start the show, I'd like to give a shout out to Total Truth Apparel. Shout out to Brother Everlast who put it down not only for the street, but he also puts it down for God with gospel hip-hop. And this is his clothing line right here. So make sure you support Total Truth Apparel and um, show God some respect, too, as you do your hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? But tonight, we're going international. This gentleman right here, I think he's on this side, right here, right here, right here, right here. We're going to go international. We're going to talk about not only music, but the power and the effect of hip-hop culture with an artist that not only personifies the undoing ability to rhyme, but to create in his rhymes as well. Please, sir, introduce yourself to the people. Yo, my name is Rama Sasson, aka Uncle Rhymes. Uh, I'm from Zimbabwe, but I'm I'm stationed in the UK. So yeah, that's 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 what I'm working with. I will salute to you and welcome to Heritage Hip Hop. You know. I appreciate that. Man, today we're going to talk about something very key when it comes to hip-hop. And I don't like to start my my interviews from where did hip-hop influence you and things like that. I want to talk to you man-to-man and as a teacher and you and a student and me being a learner of your story. What is hip-hop to you and why did you want to do it? Um, so for me, like, um, I felt like, um, cause I felt like in love with hip hop, like way back, um, like when I way back when I was in Zimbabwe, um, so, you know, um, I fell in love with, you know, the message, what was going on, you know, like people talking about the struggle, um, and also, you know, like, um, the rhythm and the poetry that was going on. Uh, is something that I easily like related to, uh, and I was like, you know, I, I like I like the story, you know, the rhythm, the way they're rhyming. So I think there was an art to doing the music. So that's like for me something that like you know I, I fell in love with that made me like fall in love with hip hop. Your homeland. Let's talk about Zimbabwe. Tell me about the tell me about the music and the an infection of culture that the music takes with the people there first. 
Um, so yeah, um, in Zimbabwe, like, um, naturally, you know, like the music people, like, you know, in Africa, everyone loves music. We got our traditional music. Um, so, um, basically like even way back, like, um, like in Zimbabwe, we had our own struggles as well. Um, you know, like through, cause we were like a British colony. So, you know, like people used to speak about their struggles through the music as well. Um, so which was similar to what like hip hop was like doing at the same time. Um, so, but um, in hip hop per se, like in Zimbabwe, it's, uh, it's growing. So there's like many people listening to hip hop at the moment. Like, but way back when I started listening to hip hop, it wasn't that much um, of people listening to hip hop. So even the radio stations way back, it was, you know, like one or two, you know, like only radio programs playing hip hop. But, you know, uh, throughout the years, it got more and more popular. So now, you know, like it's like every other song you're listening to is hip hop. Uh, and, you know, we got more people being affected. And now we even in Zimbabwe, we've got a lot of MCs uh, um, rapping in other languages. So some are rapping in Shona. Some rapping in Tevele, which are languages from Zimbabwe. So, you know, it's, it's, it's got a positive effect. So, you know, people are still uh, speaking about the struggles in, you know, whatever language they're from. You know, you know what's dope about what you said? Hip-hop came from pain. And most Black music is the celebration of God and the overcoming a struggle. How strong is traditional Zimbabwe music when it comes to your style of hip-hop and the music that originated from it, like gospel and how the Afro beats and even other sounds have come from the culture. Why don't you touch on that for me? Um, so, um, so basically, like, um, like I said earlier, like, um, you know, like music, you know, like the essence is always talking about the, the struggles uh, you know, the stories about how people live in the communities. Um, so, like, you know, traditionally, uh, the traditional music of Zimbabwe, you know, always used to touch on these subjects. Uh, but it also influenced um, the future music as the time goes, like uh, when hip-hop started to, you know, to be heard in Zimbabwe and developed to where we're at right now. Um, so, you know, it's the similar... Um, way like you know the way of the story like in hip-hop where uh, they used it to you know to talk about their everyday struggles um you know to find ways uh to get together with other people you know to fight the imperialist so i think there's um similar ways um in that uh but like now as we go back you know like people now are using hip-hop as the voice you know to area of their struggles, whether it's about against the government, you know, social commentary. Um, yeah, so it's it's being used like a powerful tool, you know, to address the social ills, uh, whether it's celebration, whatever the occasion was, you know, like hip hop is affecting, you know, um, in every way, every day.
Sorry for that. We have the um, what I was saying was with hip hop now turning 50, we are now seeing the culture into the ancestral plane with people passing away who started the culture, with people dying who have contributed to the culture. And one thing about Africa that I can say that I do know of, not study, but know of from, pe from people talking, the voice of the ancestors is something that's always been key in documenting the sound, the struggle, the articulation of the culture and the people. Tell me about the Mbira and how does that, and how does that affect you when it comes to your music? Uh, like in Mbira, the instrument. Okay, yeah. So, uh, it's one of the powerful instruments, like um, in um, in Zimbabwean music. So, like you know, traditionally, ever since like the the history of Zimbabwean music, it's one of the instruments that's always been used um, through even up to now. And like now, we so you know, like um, as modernization. As we go into modernization, so you know, some people like sometimes you know we lose the essence of you know where music came from. Uh, so we we, we kind of went through that phase, uh, but nowadays we we you know like people are getting more conscious about where they're from. So you know, like people are going way back, you know, trying to use mbira and all the other instruments, uh, trying to keep the essence of where music originally uh, came from. Um, and I got one or two strong songs which is gonna be on the album, which I'm also gonna be using, you know, traditional instruments like Mbira as well on it, um, which is gonna be addressing the social ills, uh, you know, in Zimbabwe. That's that's very key because I believe when it comes to hip hop, hip hop was born with the turntable and the record from people taking instruments away. Then as hip-hop evolved from country to country, sound to sound, and even inner city to inner city, when the live instrument came back into hip-hop, I mean, thank God for the roots, when it came back, no it, 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 it facilitated a new soul structure to the head nod. It also gave soul shivers. It also gave goosebumps. It also gave rhythmic, rhythmic joy that only your body can express and your spirit can appreciate. What was one of those? What was one of those sounds that when you heard it, it made you want to rhyme, not just listen to the music? Uh, as far as instruments, yeah. Um, so it's definitely mbira is one of them. Um, but also um the guitar, but um obviously um the way they play the guitar in Zimbabwe, you know, it sounds different than anywhere else uh, where you come from. So, like, even now, um, one of the, um, the most popular musicians uh, is called Macheso. Um, you know, he does the traditional Zimbabwean music, uh, but he's well known uh, for his performances, for how he plays the guitar. So, he, you know, you get moments where he sings, and um, he can go into, like, a five to ten minute um session where he's just playing the guitar and you know the crowd is um going crazy because you know he's displaying his skills through instrumentation uh and we've got other artists like thomas mafumo you know like he specializes in beer as well um yeah so he's got his big um following he's one of um 
Zimbabwe old time big artist. Um, so he's got a big following because you know he's got his particular sound because how he used the live instrumentation. I love that. But the one thing we can't deny that hip hop is hip hop is the only genre of music that's alive because you can't live R and B. You can sing. But you can't just live live rhythm and blues because rhythm and blues is not a style that you wear. It's just something that you do. Jazz is um slang because jazz means sex. It was characterized by how people move their hips and swing music, right? With yeah. hip hop, it always comes from here, whether it's pain in your heart or the beauty of appreciation of life that comes from the heart and the spirit. I want to ask you this. I went back and I listened to City, the City is Mine, right? Yeah. And then going back to hear that, I want to know what fuels you to rhyme? Is it the passion to produce or is it the therapy of producing so you can be a struggle that was there before? Um, I think it's like the passion, like to be the struggle before, because like uh, for me, like music has always been like therapeutic. Um, so, you know, like way back, even when I was young, when I started listening to hip hop, you know, like it gave me like, um, a different feeling than all the other music I was, I was listening to at the time, even up to now, it's still the same. Like I could listening to, I could listen to like an R&B song or like, let's say a pop song. But for me, like the music that really speak to my soul has always been hip hop. Because I remember, like, way back when I came to the UK, like, um, I think around 2002, that's when I relocated. But, you know, when you relocate to to, to a new country, um, you know, like, things will be tough. You know, you're trying to make things meet, trying to look for a good job and everything. Um, but for me, like, I had, I remember I had, like, two CDs back then, like, two CDs I had. Um, I think one was Mob Deep. Um, um what's this cd called middle music and um Benny Segal, one of his tapes the first one um so for me like when times was hard those are the only two tapes i had but i realized like every time like i i, I listened to that music like it gave me a sort of relief um it took away the pain and it, you know it made me like uh, i can live to to see another day so for me, like, I think, like, hip-hop is a powerful music. And the other tape I had, I think, also was Karis One, The Sneak Attack. So, you know, like, through listening to that, I was like, you know, it gave me hope. Like, for me, it spoke to my soul. Like, um, I need to stay strong. I can make it. In 2002, wasn't UK hip-hop more grungy? That's when Dizzy Rascal was first popping, right? Yeah, definitely. But because okay. um, for me, like when I was still um, in Zimbabwe, um, it's like American hip hop I always listening to. So even when I relocated to um, to the UK, like um, my ear was always been like American hip hop. That's the music I always like, you know, related more to. So even when I get a paycheck, you know, like I'll go in the record store and I look for the next CD I could buy. So it's always been the type of sound that I was always been after. And it's never changed since. That's great. We always say in America <clears throat> that internationally, real hip-hop is appreciated there because here, America is such a crapshoot 
of microwavable garbage that they don't even take the time to appreciate our culture. And, they, and it's like crack. They just want to fix people with something new instead of us appreciating what we have and who we have when we come out. You said you listened to KRS-One at that time. And KRS-One in America at that time wasn't a big artist. He was a great artist, but not big to the mainstream. And people who really celebrated hip-hop will always keep KRS-One high when it comes to his releasing music and things. As living abroad, I want to ask you, how is hip-hop released and how do people take to it when it comes overseas, in your opinion? Uh, in my opinion, like I've always noticed, like um, like in the UK, because I've, um, I've been to shows like in the UK, uh, France and Italy as well, uh, but I've realized, you know, like there's a great, great appreciation for, you know, like the real hip hop, like, you know, the old school guys, even like Karis One, because like recently I've been to Master Ace, um, Chino Excel, I think he came with the Mortal Technique, uh, Raskas. So most of all of those shows, they're always packed. And you can tell people love the music because even when they're performing, everyone knows like word for word. Um, like even when Talib Kwali last came, most deaf, uh, the Wu Tang, like every time I've been to the shows, it's like, like jam packed. So, you know, like I know there's like great appreciation for it. Uh, even when you have discussions, um, with other people. So, you know, like people appreciate that real hip hop, although obviously there were some people who might like commercial music, but, um, in here I've noticed there's always like, that great appreciation and you know people love the real stuff so now let's build because this is the part of the show where we go deep into something that you said that sparked the idea that i think will bring even more out this conversation the power of the word is enormous because it said christ was the word come to flesh it says when God speaks, his words is like rain, that it falls to the earth, but it never rises back up. It has its purpose. Even in hip hop, when we really talk from the heart and the spirit, people try to take our words and put it against us because we're actually healing the community by telling the truth about the life that's being lived instead of just glorifying negativity that the world uses to destroy us. So my question to you is, what is the responsibility of an artist to use their words and where should their words be placed when it comes to the importance of documenting the culture through music? Um, I think um, that's a good conversation. So I think, um, you know, like your, your words, your direction uh, of your message is like central key to, to making this or should be the central key to making this music. Um, so like even when I'm growing up listening to Immortal Technique, KRS One, Talib Query, I could tell like how much their music or their message in the music uh would heal my soul when the need uh when the need arises. So sometimes I think as artists we might underestimate uh the power of the message of what we're saying. But I think um from a personal experience, I think it goes a very a long way. Um, so I think the more, if if the more, if artists realize uh, the power in the words uh, as they make music, I think um, they would aim to make a positive message because it actually goes a long way. 
And, you know, like this is our legacy for the children. And even like 20 years later, you know, like whether it's your grandchildren or whatever the case is, when they listen back, you would want them to, you know, to have a positive message rather than listening to your music and, you know, feel regret about it. The one thing I regret about our words is that people have actively destroyed the word rather than uphold the world, the word. And um, Triumph, Master Killer said, from Wu-Tang Clan said, the deaf and dumb are intrigued by the drum, which means they're just nodding their heads and not listening to the words. We also have people say, well, I just like the beats, not listening to the words. Now we have computers that are taken that have taken the place of books where people can erase total books and the destiny and the, and the, and the ancestry and the destiny of the griot has been wiped away. Now we even have AI taking people's voices and changing the stories of the greats and making them something new or different or disgusting. Where do you want your words kept? How do you want generations to experience not only your words, but the experience of your sound as well in the future? Um, so personally, um, I would like my words to be kept. I'm thinking the same format as, as like I've released it because I think that'll be more authentic to, you know, to how I want it. So, because when it starts getting reproduced into other forms, you know, I think it will, uh, loses the message plus it's not how the artist actually wanted it to be um for me it's like personally like reading books you know maybe i'm just old school but i like to actually hold the book and read the uh, the book word to word rather than have you know like um have um some computer read it for me um so yeah so i think everything you know is is should be kept in this original format how the artists actually want presented it to the world as. Yeah, I believe so too. Cause now we got to a time where people are using artificial intelligence to change songs. They put Biggie's voice, rest in peace to Notorious B.I.G. They put his voice on Shook Ones and they put his voice on New York State of Mind. And as you love to hear his voice, the spirit is different. And it's, it's like, different. Yeah, because I've heard many songs where like um I'm hearing um, like a Nas song, like on a different beat. I'm like, oh, this is Nas' new track. But the moment I listen to it, sometimes it sounds like a bit off key. Then the more I look into it, then I realize it's probably um, a DJ who's just taking the vocals and put it on another beat. So uh, uh, that's like, uh, you know, I don't settle well with that. I think um, it's a bit corny, personally. So because um, I think people are just now trying to use technology to make money off, you know, people's art. So, yeah, I think they should just leave it to the way it was, like, you know. Yeah, they're killing the soul of Definitely. the culture. Tell me about your song. Let me let me, let me me get my notes real fast, because I, I want to quote everything correctly. Tell me about your song, Pick My Life Up, and how you use your words to go into detail about you, not just talk over a beat for a rhythm. Um, yeah, so on that particular track, uh, you know, um, we're just trying to use the song to um, uh, share my personal experiences through life and, you know, just trying to tell people that, you know, sometimes things is hard, uh, but you need to stay focused. There's always be a better day um, and not to lose hope, 
you know, you know, because you know, sometimes you might be at the bottom, but you know, it's just a matter of time, uh, provided you stay focused. Um, like one of the quotes I like is like, uh, never downgrade your dreams um, to meet your reality, but to upgrade your conviction uh, to meet your destiny. So you know, you gotta always stay focused, and you know, things will come, 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 come to play. I believe that as well. Here's a question I want to ask you that's very personal and provocative as well. <clears throat> What's more important to you, the student or the teacher? More important. Uh, I think the teacher for me. Okay. Why? Um, because I mean, if if the teacher is stationed in the right spirit, in the right direction, so you'll be able to uh, to lead the next generations. So I think in whatever we do, we should understand that uh, there's always students, whether we speak to them or not, but through listening to our music, there will always be students uh, of our art out there. So I think it's important that... Um, in everything we do to understand that we teach us so our spirit and our direction and our words to always be in the right space. I'm going to propose a thought to you. You tell me what you think. Yeah. A student is a birthright and a teacher is a title you have to earn. So there will always be students. Always. But there will always be teachers because a lot of people don't step up to be public figures or people of tenacity that will teach the right, do right, and stand against injustice and wrong. That's what makes an MC to me. How do you feel about that statement? If you can say that again. From the beginning? No, just the last part about um, how there's always um, students. There are always students but a teacher is a title you have to earn. So that's what makes okay. MCs teachers because they have to earn that right. You agree? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree 100%. Yeah, yeah, so in, um, your, so in your opinion, why is it that we are so thirsty for teachers, but we're not, we're not willing to be students of the people that are teaching when it comes to the culture, in your opinion, if you feel that way? Um, I think just that nowadays, like, you know, everyone is trying to get the spotlight, trying to be the teacher. Um, so, you know, in most cases, like you said, like, uh, it's something that needs to be earned. Like, um, the more, like, for personally, like, that's why, like, um, my favorite rapper full time is Karis One. It's like almost every track of his I'm playing, you don't even need anyone to tell you like he's the teacher. Like through listening to his music, you know, you can feel it in your spirit. Um, you know, the what he's advocating for, what he's advocating against. Um, so you know, like that's that'll be self-earned title. Uh, but nowadays, you know, like some People, you know, like they're just trying to claim uh, the title. 
but it's not worthy um, of the people claiming it at times. Salute to you and everybody watching. That was the Let's Build segment of the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast, where we picked out something that the artist said, and we wanted him to involve uh, indulge on it a little more because we believe hip hop is not what you do, it's how you live. And if it's inside of you, then you could perfectly project your emotions and your beliefs through your statements and all, all, also in how you live your life. So I want to also talk about sidebars. Tell me about the sidebars project and how that came about. Uh, the sidebars, you know, like, um, throughout the years I had like, um, multiple tracks that I had put out, uh, randomly. Um, so when it came like, um, I just like, it's more like a singles collection. So, you know, like, it's just one of those extra tracks I had, uh, which were not part of the album. So, you know, I like, I made a tape, uh, to put all those projects together. Then I put out this sidebars tape. What is Siva? Well, Siva in my language, it's uh, also basically it's a term that means uh, boxing. Uh, but in this context, it also means battle. So that's one of my tracks that I'd done, um, which was discussing like one of, you know, a battle I had like way back. Um, so, yeah, but it's wrapped in Shona. Uh, with on a beat produced by the deep voice, you have a remix on there too, yeah. So, um, so basically, what happened was like I put out the track, and um, I got like crazy reviews like people loving the battle story, like, oh man, this is dope. Um, so you know, at that time, like, um, it was even getting like a lot of airplay, so I had no option. I was like, you know what, let me do a remix to this. So I picked up some of um, the finest MCs uh, from Zimbabwe to do the remix. Um, and yeah, the remix was crazy as well. So everyone loved it. Um, so, you know, like the bars, you know, like just battle bars, you know, just trying to battle against each other, uh, which was crazy dope. A well-rounded MC talks about many things. Since you like KRS-One, just use some KRS-One in your interview. Karis One says an MC can rap to you about your life while a rapper just raps to you about life. What do you share about yourself that you believe brings people in to believe, feel, and know, want to know more about you when it comes to your art? Um, so I personally, like, um, I feel like just being yourself uh, is the best way uh, rather than trying to imitate, because you're trying to imitate someone else, you know, your story is going to sound uh, not convincing enough. But if you're sharing your own story um, and speaking from the heart, it will almost be guaranteed that there are people who's going to feel whatever you're trying to put across. Uh, like, for example, like I did a song called Amai. Um, so Amai in my language, that means mother. Uh, so it was a um, a song I'd done for my mom but basically I was just talking about how I grew up because you know like you know being young and dumb you know like you be naughty so I went to a boarding school I ended up getting expelled you know for some dumb stuff uh, you know so I was just you know narrating my story and you know apologizing that you know although these are the things I might have put you through 
uh, I now know better apologizing to my parents that, um, you know, it was just me being young, but I know better. So I'm going to aim uh, to do much better than, you know, and just apologizing on, you know, uh, behalf, um, you know, of the kids, like around the age I was uh, to the parents to say, you know, sometimes it's, it might just be temporary. It's just part of growing up. Yeah, I think that's every man's story when it comes to <clears throat> um, being able to mature. We all hurt our parents in some type of way, and we all want to do right by our parents. When we, we, we were young, we always wanted to buy moms a house or something. Dads always get left out for some reason, but we always want to buy our mom a house. So we always want to protect mom. And when we hurt our mother's feelings, it, it's the worst feeling in the world. Only for you to grow to meet a woman and want to appreciate her but then you have to go back to the, your architect or the original formula of loving your mom, you know? And I want you to talk about your song, Beautiful, because Beautiful kind of is, it's, it's a two-sided song from what I heard. Why don't you explain the song, Beautiful? Um, So, uh, Beautiful is more like, um, you know, like um, a love track, which I've done with one of the models from Bulawayo uh, called Alina. Um, so basically it's one of the songs, um, although it's a love track, but it was also, you know, kind of speak from a perspective of a man or, you know, the type of things, how to be able to treat women. Um, cause you know, like most of the times, um, you know, people always say it's a man's world, but at the same time, you know, we need to appreciate, uh, the women in the world. Um, cause you know, they go through a lot trying to raise us even as mothers, even as our partners. So it was basically a track to appreciate the woman in our life. I'm glad you made a song like that because in our world, we are taught men and women are the opposite sex where biologically and morally, if not spiritually, that cannot be because when something opposes, it repels and fights. But when men and women come together, we create life. And the strongest kingdoms in the history of humanity had women in the seats and men in power. So it was a it was a it was a collection, a collective of men, a masculine, feminine, divine energy that not only brought forth life, but also protected life and built kingdoms. Correct? Yeah, definitely. How will hip hop heal within the next age? Do you think the men and women have to come together to build, to take the culture to the next level? Or do we need to put the women in position so healing can begin on that side and it, make, it makes a man stronger in your opinion? Uh, well, it's a difficult question, but um, I think um, we, we um, for, for us to be able to build and heal like the situation, uh, I think we need to take time out and try and hear um, what the, the the women feel and um, what they think uh, and what they think the issues is. Um, so I think if we first establish that, then we'll be able to, you know, to progress uh, in the right direction. Because sometimes, you know, because sometimes the men perspective is not always the way we look at things might be very different from women. So I think, you know, if we try and have that conversation uh, with women to see, um, 
what exactly they think, what they think the issues is. Uh, yeah, you know, if you have that constructive um, discussion, uh, then I think we'll be able to to build in a very much more constructive way. I ask you that because we men in hip hop do a lot of songs with women, but it's very rare you have a man let a woman expose their true inside, the true beliefs, the true feelings, so it can be addressed on the song. One song that's in a classic was a battle between a man and a woman was Ice Cube and Yo Yo. It's a man's world. Right, and yeah. we also had another one with Eve and Drag On. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I, I think when it comes to our music, we could be so out of touch because we deny the voices that help guide our spirits, which is the ancestral voice of the feminine energy and the masculine energy. So I wanted to give you props and respect for making beautiful because I believe in the context of the project that was very fit and meaningful because appreciation of life goes far beyond how good you look or how much money you have. It's how you could connect with another soul and bring something beautiful in a relationship. Don't have to be romantic, but the relationship is what matters the most. You agree? Yeah, definitely. Because um, um, like you say, like in every like relationship, uh, the needs are different. So um, in every union, I think you need to take time out to understand each other, uh, to understand what needs are. Because I mean, they are different with everyone. Um, so yeah, so I think when we take time to understand each other, um, that's the only way we can I mean grow as a people. And see, that's what makes Rhyme Assassin so dope, everybody. I told you this is going to be a classic interview. Not only do we talk that hip-hop, we talk life, because hip-hop is a part of life. Now it's time for us to get back to that music. Rhyme Assassin knows how to rhyme over some boom-back beats. Is that the only type of music you like to rhyme on, though? Um, well, preferably, yeah. That's like, uh, it's boom-back, but I also got like, you know, uh, touching other sounds like um, I got a song coming out. Um, is called "Ain't Nothing But a Dream." Uh, it's been produced by Buckwild. Uh, it's got a mellow, soulful beat, and you know, like it's not the usual Buckwild. I think that one will surprise people because you know, like it's not the usual Buckwild sound. It's quite soulful, and I got one of the singers called Way Gidden from the UK. So it's called Ain't Nothing But A Dream. So, you know, uh, just talking to people to say, you know, like, keep your dream up um, and stay focused. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be coming out soon. So as much as Boom Bab, I also got some soulful beats, um, which is going to be coming. Uh, and I also got another one called Solo with Master Ace. Uh, yeah, when we're just talking about life. So, yeah, it's, we got that coming up as well. Okay. Let me ask you a geographical question because boom bap is very traditional hip hop. That's from yeah. the 80s to like probably like the mid to late 90s, right? Because in the 70s to 80s, it was disco. Then boom bap came from that and it went into trap and club hop and lo fi and it went to all this other stuff, right? Yeah. As an artist, you say you're more in the UK, so I'm going to leave Zimbabwe out of this. Let's go UK 
towards American hip hop. What is the code? What is the temperament of the beats? And how is how how does the beats or the beat structure of hip hop differ from UK to the United States? If you know, um, I think in the UK they got a more like um, the BMP. They're a bit more faster. And their style of rhyming, you know, like the kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I think generally the um, uh, the BMP is a bit more faster, and the instrumentation is a bit different. Uh, it's a bit more lighter uh, than boom bap. Have you not noticed that international artists want to break into America, but American artists want to break into the UK now? Oh yeah, I think it's always kind of like the case where like um if you choose the country where you're trying to break into uh in most cases uh people trying to you know like mimic the similar sound uh of that nation to to try and get a uh, to break a record so it's i think it's always been the case that um people like trying to mimic um wherever whichever market they're trying to break into when did you come to Biz, um UK? You said 2002? True, yeah. Is that when SAS was big? Yeah, those are the days, yeah. Okay. Because SAS actually influenced a lot of American hip-hop culture through Dipset and the Diplomat movement. And if you if anybody's really cultured when it comes to international hip-hop, international hip-hop broke through America mainly through Yo! MTV Raps. Shout out to Fab Five Freddy. Yeah, and also through American movie soundtracks. So, mm-hmm. like Fast and Furious would bring somebody out. You're like, who is this? You, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, Dizzy Rascal. I forgot it was another young lady who rhymed. That was crazy. You got Beck Millie out there right now doing drill music. Yeah. Beck you know what I'm saying? So, as the culture turns and you create, it seems you go back to your 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 your, your sweet spot, which is the the the, the boom bap. And traditional hip hip hop artists, tell me about your new song "Rhyme Apostles" and how that yeah. came about. So, uh, "Rhyme Apostles." Well, so initially, like the well, the beat we used for the "Rhyme Apostles" is a beat I had for like I don't know, maybe seven, eight years. because I like the beat, I just felt like you know, I need something special on this, so. Um, I had the beat. So like, um, so recently when I decided to make an album, um, the forthcoming album dedicated to self. Um, so I initially was like, you know, I need some real speeders on this beat. Um, so I think I'm trying to think who was on the track first. I think there was the first four MCs was Craig G, um, Rax, um, I think Rusty Jukes, um, uh, I forgot who is the fourth one. So initially, I I, I decided you got cannabis to... on there, bro. You got cannabis on there. You got Keith Murray on there. You Keith got Murray. you got a bunch of folks on there. It's a twelve minute song. Yeah. So like, um, from there, then I was like, you know, uh, since this track is called Ram Apostles, you know, like from the biblical sense, there were twelve apostles. So I was like, you know what? Uh, let me keep going on until I reach to twelve and make it like, you know. Uh, the same concept. That's why the album, the single cover, um, is like similar to like the Last Supper, was like the Twelve Apostles. 
so yeah, it's got cannabis, Kit Murray, Crooked Eye, Ant Live, you know, like all the dope MC. So I'm um, I'm a fan to everyone on the track. Kino XL, everyone is on it. So yeah. That's how that, we ended up coming to. Was that your dream track, or is there more you think that's coming from you? Well, that's one of my um because I always wanted one of those tracks with you know like the real speeders. So definitely is one um to make the mark for me as well. Um so I definitely love that track. Uh but I definitely got some more heat coming up. Uh so I decided that should be my first track, you know, to break the ground. Um but I think my next single is um with MOP. Um yeah, that one, that one is fire. It's, it's, it's coming. So I'm just I think I'm just gonna drop the video for Rama Apostles. Then after that, I'm gonna drop the one with MOP called Run Him Up. Uh, yeah, that one is crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Definitely. Everybody knows I'm a big MOP fan. Shout out to MJ on the check-in, and he knows I'm a big Billy Dance fan. <laughs> Shout out to MJ. All right. So uh, you you definitely love it because you know like both of them were like proper snapping on it, and the beat is crazy. I can't wait. I'm an MOP fanatic. Like you, you, I'm telling y'all now, my, my, my favorite hip hop groups, just talking about me and then go back to you. Sorry. is public enemy, Wu Tang tribe, outcast, MOP, health to skelter. Look, man. I mean, I was listening to MOP today going crazy in my car. Cause that energy is missing. And I'm, I'm yeah, happy. Man, that. they, That's yeah. So let's move to another part of the song that I like the best. Instead of just putting people on your record, you just let him really snap because cannabis went all over the place. He was gone. And then Keith Murray slows the record down with pacing. Even Afro got on the song and introduced himself, but gave Uncle Roms his respect. What makes a great collabo? And what does a collab with an American artist mean to a UK artist? Um, so for me, basically on this track, um, so when I gave the guys the beats, I was like, um, so what's the subject matter? So I was like, you know, I just want everyone just to snap on this. So, you know, like, um, so even cannabis, I gave cannabis the beat. Um, so, but when cannabis sent his verses, like 34 bars, but, you know, I was looking at like, you know, maybe another eight to 16 bars. But he, he, so he sent like 34 bars. I'm like, damn, this is crazy and it's dope. Um, but you know, like, um, because I first listened to one of my friends, it was like, oh man, but it's a bit too long for the track. So, by me being a cannabis fan, I'm like, I initially fell uh, in love with cannabis because of his initial verses, like on the beast to east, uh, with the uh, with the lost boys, and it was those long verses and how hard he was going on the beat. So, I'm like, you know, this is the reason why I initially fell with cannabis. Uh, so I, I ain't got to change nothing. I'm just going to keep it the way it is. Uh, yeah, so everyone was just snapping, sending their verses. Uh, you know, then I, you know, kind of just decided who kind of comes after who and all this stuff. Um, so for me, I just let everyone, like, you know, kind of express themselves. Uh, that's how it ended up being, yeah. So what does it mean to get a collab with an American artist as an international hip-hop artist? 
Um, so for me, it wasn't even the fact that they're international, but like all these guys on the record for me, like um, I'm a fan of. So the fact that they actually accepted to be on my track, you know, like it's something I appreciated. Um, and, you know, through the process, you, 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 you learn a few things as well about the MCs. And um, so, yeah, so all in all, like it's, if, if anything, it's the appreciation that they are actually on my track um, and we managed to make a track together. So from a fan perspective, like, you know, it's something uh, I rejoice over. Um, and obviously as well, like um, I know like all over the world, um, they've got many fans as well. So, you know, it worked out for me that, you know, like if people who like cannabis or who like Crooked Eye, you know, they'll like definitely listen to this song because, you know, they got their favorite MC on the track. So, yeah, so that's one of the reasons as well. And shout out to Jadakiss on the intro that helps set oh, the yeah, uh, record definitely. off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you set it up nicely, man. So right about now, I want you to give everybody your social media and give them like a minute. Tell them why they should check you out and check out your project. Go. Yeah, so this is Ram Assassin, a.k.a. Uncle Rams. Um, so you can follow me on all social media handles, IG, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, I'm Ram Assassin, all social media handles. Um, and yeah, uh, check me out because um, I've got a dope project coming up called Dedicated to Self. Uh, it's going to feature a lot of great MCs, um, MOP, Saigon, um, Master Ace, Raskas, uh, and uh, a lot of other dope solo tracks. So it's going to be crazy. It's going to come out later this year and a lot of dope videos coming out. Uh, there's going to be a lot of conscious uh, message uh, on the track. So, yeah, it's going to be crazy. And there it is right there, everybody. So before we get out of here, I think this was a great interview. What do you think? You did good? Yeah, it's good. I enjoyed it, definitely. Yeah. That's, just, that's what I'm it's talking a about. different, thought-provoking one, definitely. I, I, I liked it. That's what I'm talking about. Make sure everybody who's watching, subscribe to HeritageHipHop.com for this interview and more. We have great content. And as you see, <clears throat> we interview not only domestic hip-hop, we go international up in here. So you, um, we've, we've done Austria. We've done Japan. We got Africa in here. We've got the United Kingdom in here. So wherever you are, if you make good music, you're able to come on to Heritage Hip Hop. But the interview is not over. Sir, would you like to play a game with me? Yeah, let's go. The name of this game is called the Rapid Fire Questions. These questions are not yes-no questions. These are questions designed to show your depth of knowledge of hip-hop, yourself, and the art that you choose to do. Are you ready to go? Yeah, let's go. Here's the first question. What song or album from another artist perfectly describes you? Ooh, from another album. Um, the Sneak Attack, Harris one. Okay, okay. Shout out to Rhino C and D. Um, second question: What is the perfect hip hop hip hop beat? Meaning, if that person never came out with that beat, it would have been your first single. Ooh, um, Mob Deep Shook ones. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. Shout out to Havoc. Question number three. You know how people always say they have a Mount Rushmore of hip hop. Etc. Yeah. Who's your Mount Rushmore of international hip hop? Not American. 
international mm. that's a good one thinking take it take uh, I think Sakodi is from Ghana okay yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's the one you want. You don't put nobody else up there. You get four. Oh, four. Yeah, you get four. Mm. Um, Loki from the UK. Nice. He's dope, dope and conscious. Um, Casper uh, University is from South Africa. Okay. Uh, and Monetti is from Zimbabwe, but he's like he's crazy sick with the off the dome freestyles, uh, and his his pen is sick, definitely. Okay, so we could stop there. Do you consider Slick Rick international hip hop? Actually, yeah, because you know originally he's from 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 the UK, so yeah, definitely. I see indeed. I beat you to the punch. I didn't even see you put that up there. But yes, yes, we're going to give Slick Rick his, his flowers because he deserves it. Slick Rick is dope. You know, one of the masters. Yeah, of the, the greatest storytellers story of all time. That's Definitely. it right yeah. there. Um, You know, there's the moment I feared. Nobody talks about that story. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But let's continue. Actually, um, last, is it last week? Yeah, a few days ago when I went to um, the Hip Hop Museum uh there's also the you know the slick rig chair yeah so that's one of the chairs right right by the entrance as soon as you step in there's like the slick rig chair that's in new york yeah in the bronx look like i gotta go so <laughs> let's continue if you could have a dream beat from a dream producer who would you whose beats would you like to rhyme on oh uh, uh, have a go primo Let's make it happen. Havoc is available. Talk to him. Yeah. Primo, I don't know. Primo, you know, he he, he different. He, yeah. He's, you know, <laughs> Primo running radio stations and all types of stuff. But salute yeah. to Primo because if you could get to him, I pray I pray you get the success you want. You know what I mean? That's very important to me to see our fellow hip hoppers get their dreams accomplished, you know? <clears throat> um, Check this out. I believe Brooklyn represents hip hop better than everybody. And the reason why I say that is because Brooklyn, New York was able to put out a song that unified people from all over the borough under one theme. That was the Crooklyn Dodgers. If you could make one theme with people from your area, well, UK, Zimbabwe, it doesn't matter. Who would be the three people on the song or who produces the beat? Uh, from Zimbabwe, um, it will be... Um, Psychotech, uh, Monetti, uh, three, three MCs. Ooh, um, that's difficult. Um, and myself, here you go. You, who's <laughs> <laughs> doing the beat? <laughs> uh, the, the beat, um, I would say P to the O. Okay. He's one of the dope producers, definitely. I like that. So how about this right here? What does international hip-hop bring to American hip-hop that we're missing, in your opinion? 
missing? Because um, I think um, most of the music now, it's, I wouldn't say missing, but um, I think, you know, currently, like, um, I think there's a bit of flutter of more like commercial sound. So, um, so I think because um, I've listened to a lot of music, like let's say from Germany, um, France, Italy, you know, I still feel like they still um, they bring that raw sound, and also they got um, they are different perspectives because they were all like from different cultures. So you know, like um, you know, they can share their story uh, through hip hop. So I think, you know, like for if you are to export your own culture through through hip hop, like I think it brings a great sound. Plus, it increases the worldview for other people, anyone who's going to listen to it. I like that you said that because hip hop is in danger of disappearing as we know it, not as we understand it. I think the greatest enemy to hip hop right now is the AI technology. How do you feel about it, and what do you think that how if it'll help or hurt the music? AI is in the artificial intelligence and using the voices and stuff. All the stuff, yeah. Um, like I said earlier, like um, I believe like um, the music should be always kept in you know the truest essence of how the person has made it. Uh, if we can have more live shows, um. And less of the, you know, in, um, artificial intelligence. I think that will be a great way forward. I'm wary of it because if somebody could steal your voice and do stuff, you don't know what type of crimes could be committed or what kind of hell could be unleashed. So I'll just say that yeah, we have to be like, um, I think they need to find like um, some sort of law, you know, to 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 try and discourage people from just, you know taking someone's vocals because you know sometimes you hear like a like a whole mixtape you're thinking oh this is a nice new mixtape then realize it's not even an official mixtape some dj just took the vocals mixed on certain beats so you know like it's no it's not any different from like piracy so i think there should be a way to you know hopefully to stop that from happening i'm gonna say it again that biggie smalls ai over new york state of mind that's not Nas, y'all. That's that. I mean, that's Nas's song. That's not Biggie. We don't need that. I mean, I know the hurt of his death is still hurting people, but we don't need that. I want to give a shout out to Zom Conto. That's my man's name. He's been in the background the whole interview, and I told him chiming on YouTube so I can get this stuff on the screen, but he didn't go. So I want to give a shout out to to him. That's your people's. Give him a shout out, bro. Let him know. He's watching you. There you go. <laughs> yo, 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 what's happening? You can talk, talk. Oh, oh, you want me to talk? This is my man's. Like, um, I, I, I think that one of the greatest things that happened for us as Zimbabweans, because I'm Zimbabwean like him, one of the greatest things that happened for us was was he Rama Sassin doing this, like pulling all of these uh, heroes of ours. Like, we grew up on hip-hop like this, you know? And for him to pull all of them and put them in the 
in, in the same song. Ooh, man. That was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. And I think that ever happened to Zimbabweans. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for pulling all of our people that we love to, to put them on one track because that really is the apostles right there. Thank you, Zimbabwe for life. Yeah. Uh, much appreciated, much appreciated. Thank you, thank you, brother. One love, one love. Thank you for chiming in. I love you from the depth of my heart. Thank you, bro. You're going to take him out right now? He's still there. He's in the background. So I wanted to let you hear that because that's important because hip-hop is a power. Like I said, it's not something that you listen to. It also affects lives and affects communities. So I have one more question for you before we end the interview, but I want to give you a throwaway question. How did you like being on Heritage Hip Hop Podcast, and would you recommend us to anybody else? Yeah, um, definitely. I would highly recommend it, um, especially because I think um, it was thought-provoking, and uh, actually it was a good challenge to me as well because, you know, um, some of the questions were quite challenging, so, you know, like thought-provoking, you know, you had to uh, get in deep thought uh, to answer some of these questions. So I would definitely recommend it because it's about building, we're discussing life, um, you know, in progress in everything we're doing. So, yeah, I would highly recommend it, definitely. See, y'all, we don't just ask what's your favorite rapper, what's your favorite color, what you like to eat, who you want to have sex with. We really talk <laughs> about our culture and we talk about preserving it for the children. Because remember, the people who came before us set the foundation and we stand on their shoulders. We're upholding God's community, which is hip hop, us, and we're giving it to the next generation. So let's take care of it and take care of each other. So it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for the honor of getting to hear your music and getting to hear your voice and knowing your morals and principles as a man is an honor. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Salute. Thank you. So my final question to you is this. 500 years from now, in the Hip Hop Hall of Fame, whether it's in the, in the international division or just straight up music, Uncle Rhymes is going to be there. Mr. Rhymes Assassin himself. And some child is going to push a red button and your hologram is going to come out and they're going to hear your music for the first time. The most important question I want to ask you is, what is the legacy you leave behind that made the world better because you did hip hop? Um, so that's going to be more evident when the album drops. Because um, I got the type of songs like I did with Afura, produced by True Master. Uh, one of them is called Legacy. Uh, so basically, we're just talking to the kids um, so that they can be better, you know, trying to teach them uh, to be better beings, um, work on self-progression, you know, um, focus on building. So that's one track called um, Legacy. Uh, and another one with Saigon called Black Hop. Uh, we're just talking about life in general, about the hardships. So, yeah. Um, and um, there's a lot of crazy stuff that's going to happen. There's a lot of messages coming up. So, yeah, that's going to be the legacy. So when the album drops, you know, it's going to be evident what, what I'm about. So, ladies and gentlemen, take the time to get to know our artists, Take time to get to know our culture, because as you see, not only does hip hop affect us at home, it affects us everywhere the melanin connects.
We are worldwide. And not only do we pull each other together, we teach each other through our stories, our pain, and our love language as well. We'd like to thank Ram Assassin once again for joining us. Shout out to MJ Savino for helping us out and hooking us up. Love you, MJ. And Shout out to the, MJ. Word out. And at the end of the day, be good to each other and let God be good to you as you serve his people. And that's hip hop. So without further ado, I think we said everything we need to say. So may the most high bless you. Peace. Salute. And we out. We thank you for listening to this edition of the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast brought to you by HeritageHipHop.com. Heritage Hip Hop is available on all social media platforms, including YouTube. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to Heritage Hip Hop wherever you take your podcast or wherever you listen and watch your videos. Also, if you like the movement and what we're doing, we ask that you donate. Our cash app is dollar sign Heritage Hip Hop. And our PayPal is Heritage Hip Hop. We thank you for listening. We ask that you come back. The buffet table is always set to hear perspectives of hip hop at your pleasure. Whenever you need good conversation, come sit with us at Heritage Hip Hop. We are more than music. With that being said, this is Kareva Heritage Hip Hop saying peace. And we out.